0: If you're a mom and you work, or even if you don't work, is mom guilt something that just comes with the territory? What do you do? How do you work through it? And how do you deal with it? that's what we're talking about today on Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today's show, oh my friends, I gotta be honest with you, I did not want to do this episode. Um, I know all about mom guilt. Not because I've ever been a mother myself, but because after 10 years working in the therapy office, I can tell you I have sat with my fair share of stories of moms feeling guilty for shit that they should never feel guilty about. I don't know when it happens. Is it when they get pregnant, when they're (laughs) reading all the blogs and learning about all the things to keep their bodies healthy, how to best take care of themselves, the things to do, the things not to do? I don't know where in all of that messaging of teaching moms how to be moms, something happens where the expectation for perfection becomes the rule of the day. You have to to feed them all the right things. You have to make all things available, every activity. You have to make sure you praise. You have to make sure you hold accountability. You can't do too much of this and not enough of that. And then heaven forbid, on top of being a mom, you also have a passion or an interest or simply a financial need and working yourself. And the pressure to be all things and do all things feels insurmountable for so many moms that I know, that I've worked with, and who I'm sure are listening to this show. But mom guilt is this fabrication and it's this beast that in all the years I've been working, I don't think I've ever successfully defeated. I don't think I've ever actually truly helped a mom not feel guilty about something because the social pressures, the messaging, all of the nonsense continually feel even bigger than me. So I'm going to take a stab at it. I would like to think that by the end of this episode, if you're a mom who's struggling with guilt, that you will take a chance, I triple dog dare you, to sort of question the thinking question the rationale, and see how mom guilt is serving you, how likely it's not serving you, and to do a gut check on how willing you are to get rid of it. Because I actually think that's why I've been unsuccessful in taming the beast. Because to tame the mom guilt beast, moms need to start giving themselves permission to not feel guilty to self-accept that they're not going to be perfect to be okay with the fact that sometimes dinner is a mushed up chicken finger that found itself on the kitchen floor but nothing bad happens so the kid is eating it and there's today's nutrition there's there's so much to ridding mom guilt that comes down to self-acceptance An acknowledgement that there's no such thing as perfection and the permission to not want to be perfect. That good really can be enough. Now today's letter, I have a feeling you're going to want to like, you know, give this woman a hug too. And you're going to want to reassure her of all the thinking errors that are so clear in the letter. But we also know that It's so much easier to say than to believe. So I'm going to try to help today's listener out, but as you listen to the show, if you've ever struggled with mom guilt, if you've ever had that pressure on your shoulders, I want you to take a chance on giving that same advice that you would be giving today's listener and give yourself permission to accept it for yourself. Because I know you're going to hear this letter and you're going to want to tell this woman she's done nothing wrong that she's done everything right that there's nothing to feel bad about and you will know just as she knows that it's so much easier to say than believe so if you take a step in applying the advice I know you would give her and give yourself permission to absorb it well then maybe together we can tame the beast a little bit just for a podcast episode let's see how we do Heather, I don't really own my own business like most of your people do. I just work from home for a medical billing company. Just work from home. You're already having me roll my eyes, woman. You work from home. You have location freedom and you have a job. There's nothing just about that and there's nothing to apologize for it. But okay, I'll continue. I know in my heart that this is the best thing for my family. It lets me be a stay at home mom for my two kids and it helps our family's finances. Recently, with all all of the changes in the healthcare system, the company I work for has been increasingly demanding and my job has a lot more pressure than it did say six months ago. My three year old came up to me yesterday while I was on a call and I couldn't answer her. My six year old took her hand and said, Mommy's busy, but I can help you. Heather, the mom guilt just took over and I hit me hard. My six year old is raising my three year old. What the hell am I doing all of this for? And what am I creating for my kids? I don't want to have it all. I I don't want to be all the things. I just want to be a good mom and help pay the bills. But it always feels like I have to choose between one or the other. What's a mom to do? Is mom guilt just something we all have to accept? What can I do about this? I thought working from home was the answer, but I still feel trapped. Okay. First of all, I'm not, I'm not doubting your mom guilt here. I'm not doubting the pressure you're putting on yourself, but I do like the first thing that sticks out to me is that you have a six-year-old who saw that you were busy and helped your three-year-old. What is there to feel bad about? That is not, that is not in any way, shape or form, my friend. A six-year-old raising a three-year-old. That is not what happened in that scenario. What happened in that scenario is your six-year-old saw that you couldn't help your three-year-old, recognized that she could, and then did something. Why is that the worst thing to have had? like to happen that like, because you could have just been on the phone, you could have been going to the bathroom, you (laughs) could have been like talking to the mailman and the six-year-old perceived that you couldn't be free and could take care of it. Like that, that's a sign that you're raising a really good human. Um, what's there to feel guilty about? That should be like such a moment of pride for you. Because, yes, you were working. And so the mom guilt story kicks in because you weren't there for the three-year-old because you were working. The idea that you need to apologize for that. Nobody would agree with you. Everybody will relate to you. Everybody will know, oh my gosh, I feel so bad too. I feel every time I say, no, I'm on a call, I'm sorry. Or I use the cartoons for babysitting or I do this instead of doing that. Everybody can relate to the feeling of inadequacy, to wanting to be the person to help the three-year-old and not being able to be the person who helps the three-year-old. And that's disappointment, that's discouragement, And that's a really hard part of life sometimes that we can't be all things to the people we care about the most. But when you apply mom guilt to regular everyday disappointment, then you become a voice in the mom shame and the mom blame and the not good enough mom. And that is a weight that's incredibly hard to get out from under, that sometimes you are going to have to make hard choices and you are going to have to make hard sacrifices and you're going to miss a soccer game and you're going to miss a ballet practice because you have to work. And that is a reality. And sometimes, yes, you're going to feel bad about that and you're going to feel guilty about that. And that is going to be sort of inarguable, whether or not you should, whether or not there's a reason to. I don't think there's a reason to, but I have been largely unsuccessful in convincing most of the women I know that that's true. So at the very least, for you and all the listeners who are sharing in your struggle right now, when you are feeling mom guilt, you need to look at the situation and say like, is this really something that mom guilt should be applying to? you have to at least if you're going to be a mom who suffers with mom guilt you can't make it your default you can't make it your go-to that as soon as you're not perfect you have something to feel guilty about because there are going to be times when you have to say no there are going to be times when like you're going to set a boundary and by definition those boundaries can sometimes be painful to set and they'll come with your fair share of guilt but sometimes you're just doing life and it's the way it is. And the scenario you're putting in front of me is one of those things that mom guilt shouldn't even apply. There's no reason to feel guilty here. You were at work. Your three-year-old wasn't neglected. Your three-year-old didn't have a moment of suffering. Your three-year-old wasn't ignored. Your three-year-old wasn't hungry, needing, um, you know, any kind of medical first aid. There was nothing bad happening. Your three-year-old was not suffering. Your three-year old. Old was not struggling, and despite the fact that the world wasn't ending for said three-year-old, you had a six-year-old who was there willing and able to help. That is a moment of celebration. That is a moment of moms doing it right, of getting it right. This is not the moment to feel bad about. So that's the first step of dealing mom guilt you gotta look it in the eye. And because the reality is, is I don't know another mom other than those like, you know, judgmental trolls on the internet who like hear somebody's like legitimate discouraging struggle and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should feel guilty about that. Like, yeah, you are a piss poor mom that today. It, it just, it doesn't exist. We're so much harder on ourselves than we would be for other people. So the, the least we can do for ourselves is when we're feeling guilty, when we're feeling not enough, and I say the word we, and that's so stupid because I'm not involved. When you're feeling guilty and when you're feeling not enough, yes, you absolutely need to look at these situations and be like, is this a realistic response to this particular situation? Or am I just operating on default? Because you can release your own suffering and you can reduce your own struggle and your own discouragement if you just see whether or not you're stuck in a thinking error whether or not you're stuck on the automatic pilot of you can never do enough you can never be enough and there's always going to be something you could have done better wagon the first thing you need to do is make sure that there's even just cause for getting on the wagon check the thinking error at the door the next thing I want you to do, because this is, this is it, right guys? This is mindset work and real time. We can't just tell you not to feel guilty. We can't say, oh, there's nothing to feel bad about and magically have you feel better. It doesn't work that way. Just like when somebody comes to me with poor confidence and they feel like they don't look the right part or they don't act the right part. I can't say you're fine. Don't worry about it. And then suddenly expect, them to feel confident and capable it just doesn't work that way if we're going to change the stories we have about ourselves if we're going to change the way we think about ourselves we have to look at these things more critically so my question for you is what's the alternative You are working from home so you can be more present for your kids and you're earning money for your family and for your household. If you didn't want that to be true, what is the alternative? If you were just going to be the 100% (laughs) uber present, always available, ever perfect mom and you did not work this job and you did not have this responsibility, what is the alternative? Would do you I'm assuming you have a partner. Um, so I don't know that you do. Um, but if you are a single mom, um, then, uh, what's your plan for earning money for your kids and your family? Um, if you have a partner and you don't want to contribute to the household finances anymore, where's the excess money going to come from? Is your partner going to have to earn more money or work extra hours or take a second job? And how then might the kids also be affected? You talk about being trapped. And that's you know, I think it's so much more about self acceptance and acceptance of situation than it is about I like this, this story of being trapped that like life is expensive, and it's only getting more expensive for families. So yes, there's a lot of households where somebody like both partners need to work a job. Yes, there's a lot of households where people are struggling to make ends meet and you need to do what you can. So if you know that that Oh, a fact about life, then you can't help hold yourself accountable to some expectation that you should be doing something differently unless you're willing to look at what the effects of the alternative would be. So say, for example, you're one of those households where your income is just the play money. So that's where when your family wants to go to the zoo or you want to go out for ice cream, it's your money and it's your income that does that because you have a partner whose income pays the bills. Well, the consequence to that is you would be saying no to your kids a lot. I'm sorry, honey, we can't afford that this week. I'm sorry, we can't go. Or I'm sorry, I can't be here because I have to X, Y, Z. So if you're gonna feel guilty, make sure that you know what the alternatives are and that you wouldn't be choosing those if you could. Because you wanna own the responsibility of your choices and you wanna get ahead of this. And the mom guilt puts you in this reactive seat to other people's expectations, or to your own inner critic for the way you ought to be, the way you have to be, and it just completely sets you up to fail all around. So if you're going to feel bad about something, do a gut check and ask yourself the alternatives and ask yourself if you're willing to choose those alternatives for yourself and for your kids. But this next piece to dealing with mom guilt, this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. And this is why it is such a difficult, impossible beast to fight. Because the alternative is to be a mom who chooses to believe that she is enough. Beginning, middle, end. You are enough. You're doing enough, you're working as hard as you possibly can, you're doing your best, you're being your best, and sometimes you're not going to be all things, and that's okay. The problem with choosing to be that mom, the scary part of being that mom, is you are going to live with the vulnerability of disappointing yourself you are going to live with the ability and the recognition that at some point you're going to fail. If you move through the world with the story that you know you're not good enough, that you have tons of things to feel guilty about, it's a protective defense mechanism against the disappointment that comes when you really are not enough. I'm I'm not a mom, and I I don't pretend to understand the mom struggles from any personal experience, but I can tell you a little bit about caregiving, and I can tell you about the guilt that comes from the expectation of being the perfect caregiver, because we all have our stories, we all have our roles, and I can tell you when my husband got sick and that immediate um, in 2015, um, it was like eight months where at first we didn't know why he was so sick. And then we figured it out, but it took us forever to solve the problem. He needed a lot from me. He needed medical care. He needed emotional support. He needed all the things for a really long stretch of time. And at some point in time, I started to resent him for that. I felt like, wow, like this is, you know, this is, I'm not even 40 yet. And this is already my life. And what else is coming? And how much gas do I have left in the tank? And how am I supposed to work full time and do caregiving for my job because I was a therapist and then come home and caregive for you and be positive and do this? And that That resentment, that anger, that disappointment Quickly turned to shame because it wasn't his fault that he was sick. He was doing his goddamn best. He was, you know, going to the doctor's appointments. He was following every single direction. He was doing everything he could. He just wasn't getting better. And that feeling of not being enough. Of not being the good enough wife, the supportive enough wife, the good enough caregiver. And the story that like maybe, which it quickly becomes, maybe I'm not cut out for this. And I I probably just echoed a sentiment that a lot of moms have at some point in time. What if I simply can't? What if this is just bigger than me? And that, I can tell you, those thoughts, those feelings, they did nothing but immobilize me and freeze me and keep me stuck in the mud of feeling small, of feeling inadequate, of feeling selfish, of feeling bad. Just bad. Because that's what happens when we hold an expectation of ourselves that we are simply... Incapable of meeting that we wouldn't expect anybody else to meet. Now that three years have passed since he's been sick and he's well better and he's past that, I can tell you with fresher eyes and a more open sort of perspective, like a Freaking course I was tired. (laughs) A freaking course I was discouraged and pulling out my hair. At one point in time, he was on a round of medicine that made it so I had to wake him up twice in the middle of the night to give it to him. And I myself don't have the best sleep pattern. So if I'm waking him up twice a night to give him his medicine, I'm waking myself up and having to go back to sleep and do that whole cycle and then go to work the next day. Like a freaking course... I felt bad and pissed off because I was also overtired, right? And that's true for all the moms. Like as soon as you look at the story, as soon as you look at everything you're juggling, everything you're managing, and you look at it with some self-compassion and some self-forgiveness, it can lift a little bit. It's okay to want to be better. It's okay to want more, to want to do more. But the moment when not being your best, like when being your best isn't enough, that's a moment we really need to start taking a second look at, my friends. Because all we're doing in that is setting ourselves up to fail. There's no personal development in that. There's no um, getting bigger, being bolder, daring greatly in that story. It's setting ourselves up for a perennial story of not being enough. And when we carry that story, the not good enough story With us, we act as though it's true. The decisions we make that come next come from that desperate place, come from that not good enough place, and they're usually the worst decisions you possibly can make. The thing that I see happen with mom guilt all the time is that suddenly moms become incredibly too permissive. They say yes to everything because they feel bad about the things that they can't do. Does that sound familiar anybody? And I did, I did the same thing you should have seen, like the lavish meals and the crazy surprises I would give my husband because the poor man was so sick, he needed this and he needed that. And it took three stores to go to and I had to make sure to text message him during my day as I was working, right? Like that's what we do. And that is the craziness we create for ourselves when we decide we are not enough. What happens if we say, you know what, for today, I am enough. For today, I am going to choose to be enough. I am going to be grateful for the things that I can get accomplished. I'm going to be as well-intentioned as I can to be as productive as possible, to do the things that are reflective of my values. But if I miss the mark, I'm going to forgive myself just as I would forgive my best friend. One of my sort of, favorite things to say to people. One of my sort of, I guess, go-to lines, and you all have my permission to steal it, um, by the way, um, because I think it's the most powerful thing you can say to somebody. But it's this idea that for a day, I want you to look at yourself as I see you, as I believe in you, and as I see you're capable because we all do that for our best friends, right? We all do that for our family members, our sisters, our work colleagues. We say, oh my gosh, you're going through so much, you're doing a lot, this is the best you can. But the voices we use to ourselves for situations that are sometimes far more serious and sometimes less serious is the exact opposite. So the other part to curing mom guilt, in addition to being willing to be a mom who doesn't feel guilty, is to look at yourself through the lens as if you were your best friend, as if you were your own mother, as if you were somebody else you care about, your sister, your daughter, because we hold that compassion for other people and we withhold it from ourselves. And that leads nowhere good, my friends. You know, it's, it's this idea that if we lead with I am enough, the vulnerability is is that life is going to come around, kick you in the teeth, and show you all the ways you are entirely, wholly, and capable. That is going to happen, and it is going to hurt, and it is going to sting, and you are going to have to get up off the floor from that. But that is so much better and easier when for the majority of your days, you move through the world being enough, believing enough, and being willing to stand there and own it. This, my friends, is a daily practice. You can't just do this the moment the six-year-old wanders off with the three-year-old and... (laughs) has totally got it under control. This is a choice you make. It's a mantra you make. It's a promise, a belief, a spirit prayer, if you will, that you are enough today. And then you say it in the next hour. And then you say it the next day. I am enough. Beginning, middle, end. This mom guilt is so multi-layered. It is so complicated and it is so insidious in our culture and I can't solve it in a podcast episode. I don't even want to try, but maybe we can ease it and decrease it one day at a time, one promise at a time, one moment at a time with the core belief that we are doing the best we can with what we've got. As soon as there's an opportunity to increase resources, we will. As soon as there's an opportunity to do something different or better, we will. But that for today, we are enough. This listener, I I hope you hear this. I, I hope you... Look at the letter through the eyes that I read it from, that this is a moment of celebration, that your six-year-old knew what needed to be done and could do it. That's not a world-ending moment. In somebody else's lens, that's a mom win. And I want you to see it as a win and give yourself some self-compassion, some self-acceptance, and some recognition that you are doing the best you can with what you've got And my spirit prayer is that all the other moms listening take a page from this and believe it for themselves too. Thanks so much for reaching out to me. I really hope I helped anybody else who's sitting here listening and going, my heart hurts too. I'm in the struggle too. I don't know how to manage this. I really encourage you to reach out to me. You can always find me over at at heatherachosetohaveitall.com. And if you know that it takes more than a podcast episode to solve the problems you're sitting with. I'm going to include a link to an introductory call with me. Um, We can check in about what you're struggling with and how I might be able to help you professionally. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can always find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.